We all have moments where we feel insecure. Without awareness, those moments of insecurity shape so much of our lives. Hi, I'm Chris McAllister, and I founded SightShift to help people like you and me, leaders and coaches, use the moments they feel insecure to transform their identity, their teams, and their culture. Listen in as I interview people around what it means to be the kind of leader who uses these moments to transform themselves. Welcome, my friends. So glad you're here at the Sight Shift podcast with me. And I am having a blast because this new format allows me to selfishly catch up with friends and introduce you to some of my favorite people. And uh, I've got the man himself, John Weaver, in the house today. John, glad to have you here, buddy. Hey, absolutely, man. Glad Glad to be here. Glad to see your face. Glad to catch up. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So I, I I remember a couple of years ago, we'd gone on a walk and man, you made a big shift. Uh, so this is fun to me to to show people like sometimes you persevere in the mission, sometimes you reinvent. So so tell us about your before and after career wise, what you were doing and what you're doing now. And we want to go on that ride with you. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So when you and I first got together when I first met you, when I first went through the site shift program, uh, I was, uh, uh, a practicing law. I was an attorney. Um, I had within the couple years before we got together, had sort of left my practice that I built right out of law school, which was, um, doing like public defense work, appeals, um, juvenile work, stuff like that. Uh, and it started a firm with my good friend and former partner, uh, Mark, uh, where we were working, uh, with startups. So we had kind of, I, I was in the, in the middle of a shift from, you know, public defense trial work to helping people raise money, helping people get companies off the ground, um, you know, trademarks, patents, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well not, not patents, uh, but trademarks and other yeah. IP and stuff like that. Um, and through that process, uh, met my current business partner, partner, Michael. And, um, a couple years ago or a year and a half ago, he, Finally got me to, to jump out of practicing law, leaving a, a, you know, a firm that had my name on the end of it, uh, to start a new, uh, investment and management firm with him, 22 Ventures. Uh, been doing that for 18 months, 19 months now. And, uh, yeah, it feels much longer. It, it, uh, I think that's just because the joy of not waking up every morning and, and practicing law, uh, has been, you know, uh, fantastic, but it, it, it's been a rad- pretty radical shift from sort of that B two B service provider space into the financial and investor space. Um, and then we've also started a couple of businesses and had a couple businesses fail and had a couple shut down and things like that. So it's it's been awesome, kind of switching sides from you know working with entrepreneurs to really just being more of an investor and entrepreneur myself. Dude, man, I love it. Uh, it's so many things like the way you're throwing all that out. I'm like, I want to ask about that. I want to ask about that. Uh, what for you with that kind of shift um, has been really like surprising? Because I feel like you kind of hit the positives, like the reward of that. What's been surprising in a way you're like, man, this is this is harder than I thought or more complex or anything like that? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing that I have struggled to adjust to is, and and hopefully everyone out there who runs like a B two B services firm will nod their head at this, but you know when you're a service provider for businesses, 
you are, um, you, it's really easy to fall in this trap where like you're bending over backwards to meet people, to network, to do business development, right? Like if you, especially at, at a smaller shop where you're kind of wearing all the hats, mm-hmm. uh, BD is everything. Like your pipeline has got to be fat. It has got to be moving. Um, you know, you're always chasing new business. And so there's this sort of impulse of like, oh, you want to, you want to meet? Absolutely. When, like when let's go. And the, 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 I sort of abruptly kind of flipped, you know, switches, right? Like I, I, on December 31st, I was a lawyer on January 1st, I was a a venture capitalist. Right. (laughs) And so, uh, it took me a good year to sort of, to, to, to realize like, Hey, you can't say yes to every meeting. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I also had gone from like, business development is not a natural strength of mine. Networking is not a strength of mine. I I'm, you know, a big time introvert. I, I don't like, big groups. I don't like going to events. I don't like going to parties. I don't like doing any of that stuff. Uh, and so, uh, it, it, it took me a long time to sort of put the hat on of like, you have to go out there. You have to get your name out there. You've got to meet people. People have to know what you're doing. Uh, and then all of a sudden when you're on the investment side, everyone who is looking for money will find you. Yeah. And so all of a sudden it went from like, I was struggling to fill, you know, my pipeline to the pipeline was like running over all over the place. I had an oil spill and instead of, <laughs> and instead of trying to get better at, you know, filtering and setting up systems and doing things like that, I was just saying yes to everything. And so what, you know, we ended up in a situation where like, I didn't have time to do really any of the stuff I was supposed to be doing. Cause all I was doing was taking new meetings and once we actually sat down and like looked through our, what our investment pipeline would look like, we realized like I could either do all the other stuff we had going on or I could source deals, but I couldn't like, I couldn't do both in 40 hours a week. Um, it just wouldn't have been possible. Uh, and so we actually ended up, we ended up kind of making a shift, uh, in man, I guess it was fall of last year. It was a year ago. We Who can shift. measure time anymore with COVID yeah. anyways? I guess I, I don't know <laughs> anything. <laughs> I know. Well, it's, and, and when I do these, like, you know, talking to you and like kind of doing this like retrospective, I'm like, oh my God, I haven't been doing this for 15 years. Like it's been a year and a half. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we made a shift where we were like, we're not going to source new deals. Like either, yeah. p- either things come to us and it's a, a, a warm referral from like a trusted source, or we're just going to ha- say, Hey, that sounds cool. I can forward this to someone who might be better fit suited for you, but we're not interested. Yeah. Um, and like, as a, you know, when you're trying to build a law firm or, or a marketing firm or anything where you're working with clients, like the idea of being like, no, I don't have time to meet with you. It was yeah. like, so that was a, that was a big leap. And it was, I mean, it took me, it should not have taken me as long as it did to sort of figure that out. Um, but I had a really hard time shifting out of that, uh, that mindset of just like, yep, I'm here. I'm ready. I'll meet, I'll meet anyone anywhere. Um, that was really hard. And that was a struggle. And, and we definitely felt like there were a lot of things that we didn't do well that first year because I was so busy getting myself out of that mindset. Yeah, man. I mean, you want to be helpful. You're a helpful person. And it's it's just it's it's difficult when I get, you know, requests because I love meeting with entrepreneurs and visionaries. And they're like, let's look, can we just meet for coffee and talk about this? Or, of course, it's now somebody virtual. And I'm like, man, I, I want to. I want to say yes to those things. But my commitments to other people mean I have to be like really focused. And yeah. uh, and it's it's a great problem to have 
for sure. Better than it's good, like it's good to be wanted, right? Yeah, it's better than the other, and and each problem requires different approaches, and so good for you guys. So this to me would never come up uh, in, in any other episode, and I've never told this story to you. I don't think uh, so. This will be fun because the Michael that John mentioned for the for those listening is is. I can I, I can share because it would be public yeah. knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's Michael Red, the NBA player, and John. I got to tell you, you're my guest on this podcast. And and hey, just texted Michael happy birthday. You know, a few days ago, whenever he texted back, so I could I could ask him to be on the podcast, but I'm not. He can't be on the podcast, but you can be. Now, what's what's funny about this story to me is, um, well, he could be if he ever wants to go through <laughs> that shoved out, but. Uh, but what's funny about the story is, so the first time I met him, he was with the guy that he did a lot of stuff with then and probably still does, Danny. I won't say the whole name, just however. But uh, so I was meeting with Danny. Danny and I kept seeing each other like at random places all over the city. Uh, and we had played basketball together somewhere. And so it was like, we should get together and like know each other. Mm-hmm. So we meet at one line in the short north and I'm hanging out with him and he brings his partner. This super tall guy who can't fit at the table, who doesn't talk much. And I don't talk much to him. I mean, I'm a nice guy. I'm not going to be a jerk. But me and Danny are jamming. So they get up and leave. I'm meeting with a CEO who I coach them in their business afterward. And he's like, dude, because we have an athletic division, a championship must be awesome. And I'm like, why? He goes, dude, you're just, you were just meeting with Michael Red. I was like, who? <laughs> because... You know, while the guy who leads championship coached in the NBA, he knows the players. I don't. And so, yeah, I'm a John Weaver fan. You tell Michael I said that. Uh, Too too fun. What for you with this challenge of of shifting and and saying no to people um, in the current, like where you're at, gives you a clue about what might be the next challenge you face? What's what's on the horizon? You're you're a proactive person. You're like, okay, we got to get ready for this next shift also. Yeah, I mean, I I think you know the the cool thing about um, you know I was in the venture space as a as an attorney, so I was doing fundraising deals, and you you kind of get a, a cross section of like the general fundraising environment, the general market of your like what your clients are looking at, what they're seeing from investors, and things like that. Um, what I'm really fortunate to have right now is like I have a much broader view of particularly the sports tech and and sort of health and wellness tech spaces because that's where we tend to operate. Um, and so I, I get to see a lot of deals in those spaces um, and, and sort of getting to see, you know, over the last six months, there's been a, you know, as I'm sure a lot of listeners understand and know, like there's been a huge economic, macroeconomic shifts, right? We've had, you know, even if all you do is follow kind of the, the, the public markets, the Dow, the S&P, stuff like that. Like we've, we've, you know, lost a lot of value there. There's a lot less, uh, uh, capital in the markets right now in the, in the private markets too. Um, and so what we sort of saw over the last six months was, uh, and I don't want to say like an increase in desperation, but the, the request went from like, Hey, you know, we, we are raising money. And if you want to participate, you know, why don't you tell us what you can bring to the table to, Hey, we're kind of desperate. We're running out of, you know, we're running out of money. Like, can you help us now? And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that we, that, that we as a firm at 22 Ventures had sort of started saying no 
before the market got really tight uh, because the message like the, the what we were seeing from founders and entrepreneurs was more, you know, hey, we're going down or hey, we're pivoting or we need a bridge loan. We need something to get us through the, you know, we're running out of cash. Uh, and we had already started saying no. So I didn't have to like I didn't have to shift my mentality and my messaging and like the way I interacted with people during a time of crisis. I had sort of already done that. Um, you know, so for me, it, it, it's the challenge I see is, you know, we're, we're going through a market correction right now. We're going to come out on the backside of that, right? Things are going to stabilize. Um, I think there's going to be companies that shouldn't have gotten money. They'll go under companies that did, you know, there'll be some good companies that go down, bad companies that go down, whatever. We're going to come out of it and, and there'll be a functioning venture capital market again, maybe later this year, maybe next year, maybe in a few years. Um, and I already know that we're going to have to sort of relearn to say no again, because it's going to, the messaging is going to change as there's more money out there and it'll be more excitement and, and that FOMO will start to kick back in and it'll be like, no, we have to stay disciplined. Like we, we realized we couldn't do this right. Nothing has changed on our side on like what we can and can't do. So, you know, we're, we're, we're in this period now where everybody's saying no, we're, either in the short term or the medium term or maybe even the long term, who knows, we're going to get back into a phase where everybody's saying yes again. And our instinct is going to be like, well, we can't miss out on this. Let's jump back in. Uh, and, and I already know, like there's going to be hard conversations of like, we got to stay disciplined. We know our strengths, um, you know, and, and this isn't one of them. Dude, that's awesome, man. And, and that has to be a challenge I would guess for you because, when I think about the people that I've, you know, walked through the deep journey with, taking them through Figure That Shift Out, get to know them. I mean, like some of some of my favorite moments uh, stand out with some of our chats because of the philosophical jam sessions we had. Like I remember yeah. there was a session where I was like, look, we're going to go way off track. We're just going to add one at the end because yeah. we're going to play here. Um, so this idea of like being really disciplined – because you're such a curious learner, I would imagine, yeah. you know, ha has to be a challenge. What right now for you, wherever it takes you, like something personal you're learning, something, whatever, where is your curiosity on fire? Where are you like reading something yeah. cool, learning something cool? Man. Um, well, let, let me start with the, I'm reading a 700 page book about, uh, the, the, <laughs> like the late 1960s, which is awesome. Strong recommend to anybody who likes history. Um, uh, it's called Nixon land. It's really, really, really good. Um, and I think has a lot of parallels sort of into what we're going through as a, as a nation today, um, with, with, you know, the, the, the tumult of the late sixties versus sort of the tumultuous period we've been in for the last five, six years. Um, but that's not, that's a whole nother, I mean, we could do 30 minutes probably just on that, you know, <laughs> Um, but on, on the business side, we're actually, you know, uh, uh, this, the timing on this is perfect. We actually had to, um, shut down one of our, uh, uh, wholly owned businesses that we operate. So we sort of have a, a venture capital and private equity portfolio, or we've invested into things that other people are running in the day to day. Then we have a handful of businesses that we've bought that we operate on the day to day. And so that's roughly speaking how our portfolio splits up. And, um, you know, one of them, I had to have the call with our, our operations person today and say, Hey, we're, we're going to be shutting down. Uh, it's going to be quick. 
I've, I've sort of, I've tried to negotiate soft landings for everybody. I've done my best. Um, mm. and, and I, you know, you know me, I, I, I hate that, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know that there's anyone who likes laying people off or, or doing those things. Um, but the, the curiosity for me is, is, and this is sort of dates back um, to, to leaving Stansbury Weaver, to leaving my firm is, uh, especially I think as a leader, as an entrepreneur, as a, a business owner, you're going to have to do, we can swear, right? Swearing yes, is cool. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not made like, for kids. Okay. Uh, <laughs> those, you gotta be a really cool 10 year old if you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> but I, I think right as leaders, I, it's really easy to be a leader when everything's great, right? Yeah. Like, Oh, Hey, the markets are up. We got more cash in the bank than we know what to do with, you know, let's yeah. throw parties. I'm an awesome CEO. Woo! Like, yeah, that's easy. Anybody off the street can do that. To me, like being a true leader is, can you do a shitty thing as well as possible? Like, can Bam. you do the best job at a yeah. shitty thing? Um, and, and I remember when I decided to leave Stansbury Weaver, Mark and I went on a walk and I, you know, I said, Hey man, I'm, here's this thing I, I'm going to do. I have to do it, right? This is yeah. a, a once in a lifetime opportunity. I got to do it. I'm really sorry. I know it sucks and it's really shitty that I'm leaving you hanging mm. and I want to do the best job that I can. And, and the mentor of mine had, had given me that advice, like yeah. get to it, be honest, be transparent and like try to do it, you know, do it in a way that like you can sleep at night. Yeah. And so uh, again, I had that, I had another tough conversation this morning with our GM, you know, I've, and I sort of said, Hey, this is, this sucks. Uh, this mm. is going to be bad for you. You know, I like I'm going to have a job tomorrow and or, you know, next week and, and you're not. And I'm sorry. You know, um, I think part of me, the curiosity is and the, the thing that I'm really trying to learn is like my natural instinct uh, coming from, you know, a legal background. It's like I'm, I'm always trying to convince people that my position is right. Like that's I'm professionally <laughs> trained in doing that, as I explained to my wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Marriage counseling on the podcast for free. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Don't ever say to your partner, uh, I, listen, I'm professionally trained at convincing people. I'm not going to go to Um, you know, so my, my instinct is always like, here's why I'm doing this. And here are the reasons why it's the right decision. And I know that it's bad for you, but you have to agree that this is the right decision. Like I, I had to learn a long time ago, like that's not, mm -mm, that ain't yeah. the right thing. Right. Like that's what, that's how you end up sleeping on the couch. Uh, 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 so, you know, for me, it's like, even on this call, my instinct was like, Oh, explain to them why. Explain. And I was like, no, just, you know, this sucks. I'm really sorry. It, it has to be this way, you know, uh, and, and sort of accepting I'm never going to be the good guy in the story for this person. Never. Like I'm yeah. the person that decided to close the business, that decided to lay them off and I don't get to be the good guy. And that, yeah. that as a, like a conciliator, as a natural sort of like, I want to get people to agree. That's so hard for me. Uh, and so like leaning into that discomfort and, and sort of leaning into that, just, Hey, this person's not going to say nice things about you and they shouldn't like you, you know, what, even if it's completely not your fault as a leader, like at the end of the day, your, your value or your role is to make those decisions. You make them, you got to own them. All you can do is do the best job you can in that situation. And, and no matter how good you are at laying people off, right? Like they're not going to be like, Oh, love that guy. You know, they're going to be like, you suck and you do. And that's okay. Bam, dude. I love it. That's, I mean, it's like we, we progress to this place as servant leaders. We could use that phrase where it's not about us. And 
and what a lot of people want to do is make the situation about them. Like, yeah. look how this hurts me and, and I'm so sorry. And, and they, they drag the moment out because mm-hmm. they make it about them. And now this is the worst thing ever in relationship to what we're talking about here. You talking about with your partner, Mark. Um, but because I knew his personality, I knew it would give us a memory and I knew he'd think it was hilarious. And so it was, you know, we, we, a, a partner who was like the close friend through thick and thin through turning something around and we got it turned around and it was time for me to lo- move on. And, uh, we had gone to Cedar point and we're riding roller coasters and just having, you know, a fun day. And we're, we're first roller coaster, big one. We're ratcheting up the hill. I look at him and I'm like, dude, I gotta go. I can't do no. it anymore. I gotta move on to what's next. And then the ride kicks in and he's like, are oh, you kidding? Wow. Serious? And, and, and honestly, it's like a rich memory that we have and super fun. Oh, and, wow. And you, you, you could, I couldn't have done that if I was making that about me and how I, you know, I wanted to yeah. say it, it was, it was yeah. the nature of what we've been through in our relationship. And so, yeah, now is a memory, but <laughs> it was, we have to, we have to have those moments. We have to evolve. And that evolution yeah. may mean we get to another deeper motivation for huh. staying at the firm, or it may mean we turn the huh. chapter. Go to what's yeah. Next. I, I, I'll never forget. I had a, a buddy, um, and he, uh, was at a, a pretty big, you know, tech company. They were doing really well. They, things were moving and shaking, and it was clear that his co-founder. So I think he was like, he was CEO. He was head of one of the divisions, and the CEO, they they sold to private equity, and the CEO was going to get fired, or there were issues going on there. And I remember him saying, you know, we were trying to process this issue and figure this out, and he said, I just I I miss the days when we were in the foxhole together when we were starting out. I I, I don't want to lose that you know, relationship, that guy. And I remember looking at him being like, you're never going to have that again. You're yeah. never going to have that again. Right. Like, I, I think a big thing that you and I work through and, and, and something that we sort of, you know, that you really helped me understand is like, you're always changing as an individual. Like we're, we're never from one second to the next, we are different. Change is inevitable. It is constant. Everything is right. Everything is impermanent. And so is this other person and whether it's a spouse, whether it's a business partner, whether it's a whatever, like they're changing too. And mm-hmm. so, you know, to say like, oh, I remember when we started this business and it was like this and I, I just missed that person. Well, that person's gone, mm-hmm. right? That person is a totally different person a year, five years, a day, like just from moment to moment. And so yeah. are you. And that's, and that's not good or bad. That is just the way it is. And so, you know, I think there's a lot of that when you have these hard decisions. It's like, I don't want to lose that relationship. I don't want that to change. And it's like, you have to accept that it's, even if you don't do this thing that you know you need to do, like that relationship's changing, it's going to change. Do it the best you can out of your love and respect for that person. And who knows what's next? Like we have this huge fear of the unknown that's after this thing you have to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that to me, that fear is so much worse than whatever the worst outcome is. And so you got to just knuckle down, do it the best you can. And who knows? And I, you know, I went into that walk with Mark and I was like, this guy, he may, you know, he may be pissed and never want to talk to me again. And like, I, there's nothing I can do about that. I have to just yeah. do this in an authentic way. That's true to who I am as a person and true to our relationship and hope that 
our love and respect for each other brings us through that. And I, you know, I think it did. Like, I think, I think it's been much better for him having me out of there. It's been much better for me not being a lawyer anymore. And, you know, do I miss the days where, you know, it'd be four o'clock and I'd wander into his office and we would just, you know, talk shit for two hours while our wives were both texting us. Where the hell are you? I'm not putting these kids to bed by myself. Uh, yeah, like absolutely. Those are some of my favorite memories. And, you know, there was a, uh, we, we sort of created this business model, um, which I don't want to, I could talk about for hours. You know, we created this business model cause we hated how law firms operated. And it was just this stupid thing that we came up with on a whiteboard one day and it works and he has taken it to the next level and the firm is like just kicking ass and like it it makes me really sad sometimes right to look at it and be like god i chose not to be a part of that but i also know like that wouldn't have happened if i'd stayed you know yeah. and so like i have this thing that i'm super proud of and I, I you know i try to tell him this as much as i can and mark if you listen to this man i'm crazy proud of what you've done and and what this stupid idea that we came up with and gave a goofy name to like that it works and that you guys are, are carrying it on. Um, you know, but you can't let the fear of that, like keep you from doing the thing that sucks. Like you just got to do it and you come through it and you know, good, bad, who knows you, you figure it out on the backside. Yeah, man, that was, that was super touching. I, I mean, I can't wait to share this with others and let them hear, uh, what your journey was like, what you were speaking into there. You had also referenced, uh, you know, something you had taken away from our work together. Just because I know that the people that listen to this have been through so many of them, figure that shift out, or at least know it, uh, and and want to encourage them to keep doing the work. Uh, yeah. What what for you? Because I mean, that was like you know, four, five, six, six years ago, something like that. What for you still lingers from the work that we did? Um, that, that you hold with you the most yeah. or wherever your mind goes with that, man. Um, I lo- this is, this is my favorite part of any conversation that we have is like the Chris McAllister appreciation thread, like, because it's, <laughs> um, you know, which I guess I apologize if that made it sound sort of like skeezy or whatever, like it, this is all like from the heart. Um, but so much of what we worked on, like there, there are so many things and like you, like I have these vivid memories, the, the day in one line where we were just like, this one's a freebie. This one doesn't count. Like we're going deep on some, on some philosophical stuff. Um, you know, there was a day at, at, we were at Goodale park and I remember, uh, just, we were sitting on a bench in the shade day like today, you know, beautiful out sunshine and just breaking down and, and really, really getting into some, some deep shit together. Um, and I think that's the one that sticks with me the most. Cause we were talking about, we did this exercise, um, of, uh, I think it was like, what are the people saying at your funeral? Was that? Mm-hmm. Am yeah, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It has, it has been six years. So I, I, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of these memories are like, oh, that's not how it went down. <laughs> but we were doing that. And I was talking about, um, uh, one of my sons, so I have twin boys that are, they will be 10 tomorrow, uh, which like, holy crap. Right. Yeah. Um, and talking about, and this is the thing that made me break down and will probably make me cry right now, but talking about, wanting them to remember that I was, that I was patient with them, you know, Mm. and sort of unpacking all that and unpacking sort of like the, that, so that is a, that is a thing that I fail at constantly is, Mm. is losing my patience with my kids. And I'm always drawn back to that conversation and that just understanding like, that's not, 
that doesn't define you. That is a, a mm. thing that, you know, you know, Hey, I lost my temper today. That doesn't define, like, that's not who I am. That's the thing that happened to me. It was a way that I reacted to something, you know, by, by, I, in many cases proving right in many cases, mm. like trying to show whoever is in the area that I'm a good dad by just by being stern with my kids. Uh, and, and that's just like, that is a thing that I take solace in basically every day. Cause I lose my temper with my kids almost every day. Um, and if people who have multiple boys will, will certainly hopefully are nodding their heads going, yeah, I hear that. <laughs> um, but like, just reminding myself of, you know, Hey, be aware that that happened, but like, that doesn't define you. Like you're not a bad dad or a bad person because you couldn't, you know, maintain a Zen like serenity throughout this, you know, while they were biting each other or <laughs> yesterday when one was trying to break the other one's leg by stamping on it. Right. Like, uh, uh, but just, you know, I, I, I think back again to that, you know, your actions, your thoughts, your reactions, like they don't define you. And then also that, that, you know, as we did that exercise and got deeply into sort of like, what do I value? Like remembering like that, that it's that the way that the people will remember you and like trying and striving towards that. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I take those with me everywhere I go, you know, mm-hmm. in, in a lot of things of what I'm doing, but a lot of what I'm doing right now is trying to be a, a dad. And so that is a thing that like every single day, I, I think back to that. Mm, thank you, man. It's so meaningful. And what's powerful is to hear this, like the edges of learning that are happening professionally and personally, because that's, you know, I, you can't separate the two. You're a, you're a human. We have both of these domains and we would need, we want to advance in both of them. I feel like you've been so encouraging in your vulnerability, so encouraging in the way that you've shown how we can speak into other people's lives, speaking into Mark, even what a cool moment. For leaders that are listening to this right now, uh, you know where things are at, what's happening in the world. If you could get a message out to leaders to encourage them, uh, what would that be? What would that message be? What would you like them to take away? Man, I I think my message to leaders right now is like congratulations because right this is what you have been practicing for. This is what you have been learning for to lead a team, an organization, a business, a family, to lead anything. When things are hard, when things are scary, that is an opportunity to get better as a leader. It is an opportunity to get better as a human being. Uh, and like, I, I look at this time and we're going through, you know, crappy things now where this is a time of change for us as an organization. And, and that is when you get to put all of these things that you are working on to test. That is, you know, you have been working on your jump shot in practice for months, years, your whole life, and now it's game time. And, and like, congratulations to have that opportunity because, you know, I imagine there are leaders out there who never got to test these skills that they built, this growth that they've done. Um, and, and, you know, none of us are ever ready. So for those of you out there who are like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I've been working, but I don't know that I'm ready to be a leader in a, you know, to be a wartime consigliere, to get through a crisis, to get through a, a, an economic downturn. And, you know, the, the, we've got the queen is dead and all these things are happening. And, and, you know, even I, like I'll wake up sometimes and I, I, you know, pull up my phone and I'm looking at the headlines. And I'm like, Oh my God, like what is going on? And, and then I get this moment to be like, this is great. Like this is an opportunity to be somebody's rock to 
to, to look my team in the eyes and say, hey, this is uncertain times, but we're going to do our best. I'm going to be here for you. We're going to get through this. Um, it, it, what an opportunity. Um, so that that's my encouragement to anybody out there who, like me, you know, pulls up the balance sheet and goes, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Hey, that's that's what we've been practicing for. And to have the opportunity to put your skills into use and to make an impact, that is that is a blessing. Man, thank you. I hope everyone takes that to heart, spoken from your own experience of the front yeah. lines. And so yeah. I appreciate that. This has been such a treat. And I, I, I want, I know you're, you got tons going on. And so there may not be anything. If there was a way that people uh, that wanted to connect with you and you would be open to that connection or want to share something to point yeah. them to, is there anything like that? Um. You know, I, I'm very fortunate to be in a position where I get to make myself hard to contact. Um, yeah, which, I would have assumed which, that. <laughs> uh, which I think, which to me is like the ultimate sign of success is like, oh, great, I get to be as unavailable as possible. Um, but I think if for anyone listening to this, um, you know, if uh, please don't message me if you're thinking you can backdoor your way into investment or something like that. Yeah. But if you're... You know, if, if especially if you ha, are, are a friend of Chris's or have gone through any of these programs, you know, find me on LinkedIn, John Weaver, uh, 22 Ventures is our company. Uh, um, I, I think like you, Chris, uh, man, I could do this all day, like rapping about life and, and leadership and the journey. Um, that's, uh, that's my jam, man. And, um, that's why I put that disclaimer on. Cause like, I know like today at the coffee shop, I ran into someone and they were talking about an investment opportunity. And I got super into it and was talking to him. And now I'm like, Oh, he's going to email me later and be like, do you want to write a check? And I have to be like, no, I just was really curious and interested in what you were going through. So, uh, with that disclaimer, like if you're listening yeah. to this and you're, and you're, you know, you want to talk about your journey or my journey or, or, you know, you just want to, Man, if you just want to spitball through a problem you're facing or, or, or a decision you got to make, I eat that up. And 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 man, anyone who has done the work and and you know gone through worked with Chris, any of that stuff, like I'm I'm here for him. So yeah, Dude. they can just reach out and message me on LinkedIn. And can't promise I'll get back to you quickly, but sure, you know, I'll, I'll do my very, best. Very generous, very generous. And yeah, I think the people that listen to this podcast are people that have been through figure that shift out not even my parents whatever <laughs> uh so what a what a man this has been so fun it's just flowed so smooth everyone lean in take these lessons to heart learn get better don't beat yourself up john what a treat thank you my friend chris thank you brother thanks so much for being here you know that self-leadership is difficult. And as you listened, if you found within yourself a desire for more awareness for yourself, your team, or your culture, or the people that you would guide as a coach, you can find more at SightShift.com, S-I-G-H-T Shift.com to take the next step.